And welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Lots to talk about is finally, finally, after 11 days, the Islanders will play an NHL game tomorrow, Saturday, as they host the Vancouver Canucks at the Barclays Center for a matinee, and we will have a full preview of that game Later on in the show, we will also have the latest notes from practice. Yes, on Thursday, the Islanders practiced for the first time as a team in a long time. We have an update on Cal Clutterbuck's status and also this date in Islanders history featuring a early hat trick from Bob Nystrom and a milestone game. For the Islanders in their second ever NHL season. So uh, lots to talk about here today. Let's start off with the update vis-a-vis Cal Clutterbuck. He has resumed skating. And that in and of itself, very good news for Islander fans. Now he's skating on his own. He's not practicing with the team yet. And after practice today, Barry Trotz was Quoted as saying he's still a few weeks away from joining the team and being ready to play in games. But just to see Clutterbuck back on the ice is progress, and it is a welcome sight for Islanders fans and and certainly for the team as they hit practice. Now, here were the lineups, the line combinations and defense combinations at practice. Top line was Barzal between Lee and Eberle. Uh, Brock Nelson centering Beauvillier and Bailey as the second line. On the third line, Derek Brassard centering either Dalcole or Johnston and Kunakel. And then the fourth line, Sezikis, Martin, and Kamarov. The defensive pairings at practice on Thursday, Letty and Boychuk, Taze and Mayfield, Dobson and Pulak, Sebastian Aho recalled from Bridgeport, so he's back with the big club, and Dennis Seidenberg made a, a little guest appearance uh, at practice to give the Islanders uh, four defensive pairs who all could work out, and then of course you had the two goaltenders, Varlamov and Grice on the ice as well, so good to see the team back practicing, and boy, it's been a a, a little bit 
too long since we've had to discuss practice uh, for the Islanders. Just nice to know the team is on the ice and, and getting ready for a hockey game. This has been a, a very, it's almost like an Olympic break without the Olympics uh, is what it kind of felt like. And it's very much a relief that the team is preparing once again to play hockey and none too soon. Uh, one other little piece of uh, news coming up, the Islanders game at the Nassau Coliseum on February 21st. They'll be facing the Detroit Red Wings. Starting time originally scheduled for 7 o'clock has now been moved to an 8 o'clock start, and that is all set up to accommodate the retirement ceremony for John Tonelli. Now, remember, Butch Goring and John Tonelli each getting their number retired next month in February. And so looking forward to both of those, I believe it's Tonelli on the 21st and then Goring on the 29th. So two more members of the Islanders Stanley Cup dynasty teams essentially uh, getting their numbers retired and, and deservedly. So we've talked about that on the show before. So, you know, Islanders had their 10-day break, and now uh, back to practice as they prepare for the final 33 games of the season. Season ends April 4th, and here it is. Talk about, you know, how needed this break was. We talked about how condensed the schedule was before the break. How the Islanders, what did they play? Six games in nine days right before the All-Star break. They have 33 games left, and the games will all take place within 64 days. Within that, you know, two-month and four-day period, they will have consecutive days off, according to Newsday, only three times. So the Islanders have to be rested and ready. Uh, nine games, excuse me, seven games in 11 days before the break. They went two, three, and two in those games. And uh, obviously they have got to get back on track uh, once play resumes in, you know, Saturday afternoon. Not going to be easy. Schedule is tough. And right away, look, Vancouver right now, and we'll, again, preview this game a little bit later, but Vancouver in first place right now in the Pacific Division, although five points separates the top five teams in the Pacific, so that could obviously change at any time. But, you know, you got Vancouver, you got Dallas, who's in the thick of the playoff hunt, and then you host the LA Kings. So two of the three first games back are against, you know, playoff caliber teams, tough opponents, and uh, the standings being what they are, the Islanders cannot afford to, uh, to lose too many games and fall behind. Don't forget, if you have a question or a comment or a topic you'd like us to discuss, please shoot us an email. The email address, as always, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. Just leave us your name and where you're from, and we'll be happy to mention you and discuss your question or comment or topic on the air. 
So, uh, again, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. You can follow the show on Twitter, at LockedOnIsles. And you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter, at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. My Twitter handle, of course, named after my book, Ice Wars, which basically discusses in depth the history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers and uh, really the history of both teams from 1972 until the modern era. All right, we have got a lot more to talk about. When we come back, we'll look back at this date in Islanders' history and we will preview the game coming up Saturday against the Canucks. Lots to talk about here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Okay, time for this date in Islanders history. We take you back to January 31st, 1974, second season in the Islanders' existence, and they travel to Inglewood, California, to take on the Los Angeles Kings at the Fabulous Forum. Islanders with Billy Smith in goal, the Kings countering with Rogi Vashon, and for the Islanders, a slow start. Randy Rhoda scores the first goal of the game, assists to Butch Goring, who was then with the Kings, and Bob Long, time of the goal, 5-16, and after 20 minutes, it was 1-0 in favor of the Kings, L.A. dominating the Islanders in the first period, outshooting them 12-4, but the Islanders got some very strong goaltending from Billy Smith to keep them in this hockey game. Islanders managed to tie it up in the second period. Ed Westfall with his ninth goal of the year from Craig Cameron and Germain Gagnon at 7.39. That puts the game all even at one after 40 minutes of play and the Islanders looking pretty good considering the fact that they again were being dominated in the shot department. LA took 15 shots on goal in the second period. The Islanders had less than half that, managing seven, but after 40 minutes, even though they were being outshot 27 to 11, the game was all even at one. And the big key, again, the outstanding play of Billy Smith. And it's interesting because according to the newspaper reports of this game, uh, Smith just stood on his head and made some unbelievable saves in this contest. And, uh, you know, basically, the, the quote from Al Arbor, Islanders coach after the game, was, uh, Smith is not graceful, but he does the job. He made some diving stops, uh, made one save with his head and another with the bottom of his skates, uh, but somehow he kept the puck out of the net, and that was the key. So we get to the third period, and that's when the Islanders catch fire. The Islanders, well, first they fall behind. Bob Berry, his 14th, from Corrigan and Weeding at 142, and it's 2-1 to one Kings in this one, but the Islanders come back. 
Bob Nystrom, his 12th from Westfall and Dennis Potvin at 5.01, ties the game at 2-2. Then Nystrom again from Potvin and Westfall, and it's a 3-2 Islander lead. And then Nystrom completes the natural hat trick at the 17:25 mark. He gets his 13th goal, uh, excuse me, 14th goal of the season from Westfall and Jean Potvin, and the Islanders skate away with a 4-2 victory over the Kings at the Forum in Inglewood. Shots on goal in the third period still favoring the Kings 10-5, and for the game, the Kings outshoot the Islanders 37-16, but of those five shots in the third period, three of them went in behind Rogi Vashan, and Bobby Nystrom ends up with the hat trick. And here's the extra important thing about this game. It was the Islanders, first of all, their third straight road victory, and that was the first time that that had ever happened in their two-year history. And second of all, it was the Islanders' 13th win of the season. And in their first season, 72-73, the Islanders only won 12 games all year. So to actually pick up their 13th win was a milestone. Meanwhile, for Bob Nystrom, this was his first NHL hat trick. And a big moment there for Nystrom, obviously the first of many, but you know, your first NHL hat trick, you don't forget it. So, Islanders beating the LA Kings by a score of 4-2. to two, Bob Nystrom's first hat trick before 11,000-plus fans in Los Angeles on this date in Islanders history, January 31st, 1974, as the Islanders get their 13th win of the season and at that time, that was a new franchise record uh, with still a couple of months left on the schedule. And uh, again, a milestone for the team and a milestone for Bobby Nystrom. All right, we are going to step aside. When we come back, we will have a full preview of tomorrow's game at the Barclays Center with the Vancouver Canucks. More to come right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Okay, before we continue, don't forget, if you're enjoying the show, please give us a five-star rating and uh, leave some comments and a review on your podcatcher of choice. It helps other Islander fans and hockey fans find the show and helps us grow the Locked On Islanders podcast family, uh, and it's always better to have more people enjoying our product, so uh, please feel free to do that and spread the word about the Locked On Islanders podcast. All right, Saturday, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, the start at the Barclays Center as the New York Islanders host the Vancouver Canucks. And Vancouver coming in red hot. They have won four straight hockey games. And in those four games, they have allowed only five goals. The winning streak has put them into first place in the Pacific Division with 62 points. They are now 29, 18, and 4. Two points ahead of Calgary, 
four points ahead of Edmonton, five points ahead of both Vegas and Arizona. Uh, right now, Vancouver has played 51 games, so they have a game in hand on uh, Calgary. Edmonton has a game in hand on Vancouver. Last game, a 5-2 to two win just on uh, Wednesday over the San Jose Sharks in San Jose. So, nice victories here. The two goals, by the way, the most goals they've given up in the four-game winning streak. The goaltenders right now, Jacob Markstrom is the starter. He has started 35 games, comes in with a record of 19-13-3. He has one shutout, a 2.69 goals against average, and a 9-17 Save percentage. Thatcher Demko is the backup. He started 16 games. He is 10, 5, and 1 with a 2.93 goals against average and a 9.09 save percentage. You look at the overall numbers, and uh, Vancouver really in the standings, kind of where you'd expect them to be. The goals for they are seventh in the league. Goals against 13th. Power play is ranked 7th, and the penalty kill is ranked 14th. Power play converting at 23.4% success rate. Penalty kill, 81.2% success rate. Elias Pedersen is leading the team right now with 21 goals and 52 points, and he is deadly on the power play, 20 of those 52 points have come with the extra attacker, and Pedersen also leading the team right now, or second on the team, excuse me, with five game-winning goals. Jake Vertanen has 15 goals. Six of them have been game winners. JT Miller, 19 goals, 50 points. Uh, He is next, and then Brock Boser and Bo Horvat, each with 44 points. Hovat, uh, Horvat, rather, 17 goals. Bozer with 16 goals. Tanner Pearson, 15 goals, 39 points. And then Quinn Hughes, 6 goals, 36 points. Hughes, by the way, uh, 18 of his 36 points, so half of them coming on the power play. As far as shots on goal, Horvat right now, leads the team with 135. And, you know, they've stayed pretty healthy overall when you look at uh, Vancouver and what they've been able to accomplish. Right now on the uh, injured list, Josh Livo and Tyler uh, Groovac. But overall, Vancouver pretty healthy coming out of the All-Star break. And as we look at the line combinations, and these are from the game against San Jose, uh, Bo Horvat centering the top line, his wingers Tanner Pearson and Louis Erickson, a pretty talented top trio. Elias Pedersen is the second line center. JT Miller and Jake uh, Vertanen are flanking him. And uh, meanwhile... As we uh, head a little bit further down the depth chart, Adam Gaudet, he centers the third line with Anton Russ, uh, Roussel and Brock Bozer on his wings. And Jay Beagle 
is the fourth line center. His wingers, Tyler Mote and Brandon Brandon Sutter. The defensive pairings, a good top pairing of Alexander Edler, the veteran, and Troy Stetcher. Quinn Hughes and Chris Tanev are the second pairing. And Tyler Myers, the former Buffalo Sabre, and Oscar Fantenberg are the third pairing right now for the Vancouver Canucks. Look, Vancouver's strength is offense, and it will be up to the New York Islanders to resume playing smart defensive hockey if they hope to once again get back on the winning track. The Islanders' defense was very strong. It was the key to their 17-game point streak earlier on in the year, but they will need to be smart in their own zone. In other words, they will need to play Barry Trotz-style hockey or Islanders-style hockey in order to get back on track, get back in the win column, and really stop this inconsistent play and this slide, which has really hurt the team in recent weeks. Now, again... Uh, still no Cal Clutterbuck, still no Adam Pellick. Pellick out for the year, and the Islanders are going to have to play better defense. I, it's not clear yet who's going to get the start in goal, but if you check with us on Twitter, we will give you that update uh, as soon as we get it tomorrow, and uh, should be a good one. Should be a good one. I think the Islanders will go back to alternating goalies. Uh, at the very end, before the All-Star break, I think that uh, Tomas Grice had the edge. He was playing a little bit better. Varlamov seemed to be a little bit tired, but interesting to see who Trotz goes with uh, on Saturday. After the Saturday game, the Islanders have a little bit of a break. Uh, they will be off pretty much until Tuesday. and. Uh, Again, it will be uh, Tuesday, they host Dallas, that's a 7 o'clock start, and then Thursday, hosting the LA Kings, all those games, the next three home games at Barclay Center, uh, Vancouver, a 1 o'clock matinee, and then two 7 o'clock weeknight starts as the Islanders resume their schedule after the All-Star break. That's going to do it for us here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. I am your host, Gil Martin. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.